You're listening to Balanced Broads with your host, Erica and Sage. What is up, Broads? Welcome back to another episode of Balanced Broads with your host, Sage and Erica. Hello, Broads. We are so happy you're back. So happy you're back, and thank you for giving us um, a little time out of your day. I hope your day is going well, whether you're going to work or leaving work or staying home and working or doing whatever you want. Thank you for giving us um, a little moment of your day. We have a cute little episode in store for you guys today, Um, but to start it off, we are going to just go straight into our lemon and lemonade segment. Since we're going to pretty much talk about our week anyway with that segment, we might as well just get right into it. And like always, if you hear any background noise, it's either my kitten trying to destroy my life or it's my dog like running around. So ignore my background noise until we get a studio and Erica moves to Texas. That's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Apparently that is the plan broads. Um, we'll keep you updated on if that happens. <laughs> when it happens. Cause it's if going it. to, and then Erica will have a, Eric and I will have a wonderful studio. There will be no animals or boyfriends or men or just an, anyone annoying in the background. And we just, it'll be way more profesh. So Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started with our lemon and lemonade now thinking that I have not prepared for that whatsoever. And I genuinely kind of have no idea, but I'm going to roll with it. So my lemon, always, um, the lemon for sure, I'm going to say is Cole and I, and my sister-in-law, Cole's little sister, we went to, well, we tried to go to like the super cute pumpkin patch um, that is like 30 minutes from the house. And I was super excited because I had to shoot, like, I hate saying shoot content. That sounds so stupid. I had to take pictures for my internship, um, in like the new apparel, the new fall apparel. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll wear it to the pumpkin patch and it'll be super cute. And we got there and I'm not even kidding you. There was probably 400 people there. It was so crowded no one had their mask like no one had a mask on oh no no one had a mask on the only thing they had was a big pump of communal hand sanitizer they were it, it was just such a clusterfuck and they just you could tell they didn't give a shit they just cared about like having people in there was no reservation system there was no capping there was nothing no masks just absolutely nothing um the, they were doing this weird thing and i can't remember the name of what it's called um when like if there's like a covid outbreak they like track you like what's it called i can't do you know what i'm talking about um like like if someone has covid and they like trace it back to where like where it started yeah i'm not 100% sure but they called it something where they were like scanning everyone's phones who walked in and they were like in case of a covid outbreak in case of a covid outbreak and i was like okay first of all this is weird like that you can track my loca- like i don't even know what it was but i was like not comfortable with them scanning my phone um And so we literally like walked in and walked out because I was like, no, I'm not down for this. Like, yes, it's outside. And to a point, I'm comfortable with that, like at a restaurant patio or at an outside mall or something, but not with like 400 people and no one wearing masks. I was just flabbergasted. 
And I was like, yeah, no, this isn't happening. So that was definitely my lemon of the week. And I'm not going to put the pumpkin patch on blast, but blank pumpkin farm in blank city of Texas, you need to get your blank together because I am so disappointed in how nonchalant you guys were about coronavirus and keeping people safe. So that was my lemon. And oh, okay. My lemonade actually was because the next day we decided to go to a different pumpkin patch, um, which was a little better of an experience, but it was still so freaking busy, but at least everyone had masks on. There was a reservation system and it was like a little better, not perfect, but I was comfortable uh, because the place is like humongous. It's like an arboretum. So we went there and we ended up on the way home stopping at like another little pumpkin area and we got so many pumpkins for the front of the house, which I posted on my Instagram. And I think I need to just be done with my pumpkin buying because I've gone a little bit overboard. I loved that picture though. And like, okay, here's my thing though. Like, are your pumpkins still healthy and alive? Yeah. Because I feel like you're either, you know, good for the month of October slash at least till Halloween. But like we did pumpkins and they were dead like the next day. Did you carve, well, did you carve pumpkins and put them out or were they just like uncarved? They were carved, but they were still inside. Oh, yeah. So we like, didn't carve don't really understand. We didn't carve any because obviously like when you carve it, it's going to die a lot quicker. Um, sorry, my cat, I'm, I'm literally holding him right now, like by his head because he's falling. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't carve ours. Cole's like, can we please carve jack-o'-lanterns? And I'm like, no, like lanterns. I'm not, I guess I'm not going to be a fun mom. Cause I'm like, no, I hate carving pumpkins, but I guess I'll let my kid carve pumpkins, but that will be Cole's job. And I don't want anything to do with it because I, I just loathe carving pumpkins. It's so messy. It's so sticky. It's so smelly. You get it all over everything and you get it like under your fingers and it's just like, it's gross. So maybe I'll bake Cole a pumpkin pie or something to get his mind off of carving these stupid pumpkins. Um, but as far as buying them, I'm just like obsessed and I just keep buying Halloween decor for the outside of my house because I'm just obsessed with it. And at least the fall stuff, like the pumpkins and the hay haystacks and all that, I'll be able to keep up all of November pretty much or after things or up until Thanksgiving. But after Thanksgiving, we're going ham for Christmas. I told Cole, I was like, I don't exactly. care if no, no, no one else in the entire neighborhood decorates, we're going to go all out. Like if you don't have a fake snow machine, I don't know you. Exactly. If there's not actual Santa Claus handing out gifts to people as they walk by my house and I don't want it. Exactly. Random strangers just going for a walk. You got to hand them gifts dressed up as Santa Claus. If you don't, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. And Rudolph needs to be on my roof. So Cole, your expectations, um, they're very high and you need to deliver or I just don't know if this is going to work out. <laughs> um, well, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I'm so excited for Christmas and Halloween, like just decorating in general just makes my heart so happy. But I will say that I kind of understand why some people don't decorate because it's like, oh my gosh, I work so hard on this house to look like so pristine on the outside and I'm going to ruin it with like skeletons and, you know, like blow up inflatable stuff. And so part of me like totally understands that because I was kind of like, oh, but then it's like, no, okay, let's not be annoying for one second. And also when we have 
kids one day, I want them to be like, I want it to be all out for them because that's what my family did. And you're like, your parents, they decorate so freaking cute for Halloween. Like so cute. They really do like that. I'm exactly the same way. I need decorations for my kids because it really just like makes the holiday that much better. You know, if you don't decorate, it's just kind of like you celebrate on that day, but we get to celebrate all month long and that's how it should be. Exactly. Does your family go out all out as much for Christmas as they do for Halloween? They do. I think that they just have like for Christmas, it's more of like a modern, like minimalistic vibe. And for Halloween, they go for more of just like a straight up murder, ghosts everywhere, dead people all around type of vibe. Love it. Yeah. I'm debating if I want to do like a very like Magnolia, Chip and Joanna, like minimal white light Christmas this year, or if I want to do like the Griswolds, they're up in my house. You know, I can't, I'm deciding between what vibe I want to go, but I'm leaning towards Griswold. I feel like both are excellent in their own ways. As long as you go a hundred percent, you can't half-ass it. You have to full-ass one thing. You're right. Yeah, Yeah. Because like our Christmas tree that we have right now, our fake one is like a white Christmas tree. And last year, in our apartment, we did the white Christmas tree with like the black bulbs and it was like very, I loved loved it. My mom hated it. I loved it. Um, and so we'll use that one for sure. Not, not sure if we'll do the black bulbs, but we might do that with like blue and silver or something. And then we're going to get a real one to put in the window because now that I have a Christmas tree window, I can't put a fake one. It has to be a real one. It's a Christmas tree window, obviously. It's just, there's a lot of thought that goes into decorating for holidays and there's a lot, it's just, it's very stressful, but then when you look at it and you just like stand back and look at it, it's so worth it. And it's, if even just one person walks by my house and is like, oh, then it'll all be worth it. I couldn't agree more, honestly. So my lemonade is just being able to decorate and start the holiday season of decorating and it, there won't be, there won't be. Um, I'm going to try to figure this sentence out. Okay, go for it. There won't not be a decoration on my house until probably January 1st. Okay, yes, I see what you mean. It was a weird sentence, but I get it. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't (laughs) confusing. So, Erica, I would love to hear uh, your lemon and your lemonade. Okay, so my lemon is um, in tune with the Halloween season. We watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. Have you watched it yet? Please don't tell me it's bad because I loved The Haunting at Hill House so much. And okay, no, here's the thing. I've been scared to watch it, but I want to watch it so bad. Here's the thing because my what I'm going to say will help you going into it and will help Cole. It is not like Hill House, not in a bad way. It's just, I think a lot of us went into watching it like, oh my God, Hill House part two. Like, it's going to be so fucking scary. But like, It's not that scary, which is fine. It's still a good story, but I would not have it affiliated with Hill House. Okay. Well, okay. For the record, I wasn't associating with Hill House because I know it's like a American Horror Story thing where it's like same actors, totally different storyline. So I'm fine with that, but is it still like good like that you know because like that what I loved about Hill House was just like 
just everything, like how creative it was and all the hidden messages and like the, like, it was just like unfolding constantly. And I just like really liked that. In that case, it's the same. Like it is a really good story and it keeps you guessing the entire time and there's clues everywhere. Like it's totally like that. It's just don't go into it thinking it's like a ghost story or scary. Like there's some scary parts, sure, but like Hill House was different, you know? Interesting. So if you had to compare it to one scary movie, like story-wise, would you say it's like The Conjuring or is it like Insidious or is it like, like what? Maybe Insidious, but not in terms of scariness. Okay. It's, it's different. And I feel like it's good that you're hearing this because you need to go into it with that mindset rather than me being so excited for more Hill House type of, type of storyline. Yeah. And different. And Cole is like so scared to watch it because Hill House he thought was like so scary, but I'm like, you literally watch American Horror Story and you love American Horror Story. So I don't understand because that show is beyond effed up and scary so if i'm like if you can handle american horror story then you can definitely handle any other one of these shows yeah i don't know austin was the same hill house was scary and i loved it and he was nervous to start blind manor because he didn't want to be scared but he did like it just in a different way that's just it's not like a lemon like the whole thing sucked it was just like i wish i had gone into it thinking differently yeah okay i understand We'll, we'll start. I'm just going to make him start it because, and if he's freaking out, then I will turn it off, but he's not going to freak out. I, as long as that's scary as Hill House, just tell him that. Yeah. It's the initial, like just the anticipation of like not knowing that probably yeah. scares him more and the trailer for it's kind of scary. So I'll get him to start it. So that's your lemon. That is my lemon. So, I mean, it was, it was good, but I'm just going to leave that behind me in the past where it belongs. Um, my lemonade, I have two. My first one, Ari's releasing music on Friday, maybe even Thursday night. You know how they do like Thursday night at nine because it's yeah. like midnight in New York. Um, it's called Positions. I am so excited. She's going to release an entire album by the end of this month. And I just, I just can't wait. It's what I needed. So the song's Positions, not the album. Yeah, the song is Positions. The album could be Positions. Who knows? Um, but we don't know what it's called. Yeah. So. We don't know what the album is called. Um, a lot of people are thinking that this song is going to be with The Weeknd because he's been liking it and retweeting it and stuff. Um, and I would be down. I don't I don't know what it's – I don't know, but I hope it's like R&B The Weeknd, not like current The Weeknd. So, you know, he's very poppy disco-y mm-hmm. right now which is cool, but Positions, like, sounds like R&B, right? Positions definitely sounds like a sexy, slow R&B. That's what I'm hoping for. That is what I want. Like, um, Imagine. Is yeah. that what it's called? Um, I'm not going to sing yeah. it, but you know what I'm talking You know the... Can you sing the whole... No. <laughs> it's a no for me but imagine yeah that's what it's called um that's like what I would assume positions would like the vibe would be yeah I'm down for that vibe I will take anything she gives us I'm 
no matter what, next week I'm going to be like, that was the best song of my fucking life. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. But um, but yeah, I'm just really fucking excited. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm, I'm excited. That is what I needed. And then my second lemonade, I have a lot of lemonade this week. Um, I met up with my mom and my sister and my auntie and my cousin, and we did vision boards, which I've never done before. And I thought would even just be a good topic for this episode because it's so like, you know, trendy and buzzwords. Like everyone talks about vision boarding. Have you ever done one? No. Okay. So all of us had never done one either, but we were like, okay, we need to like start a new leaf where like this year has been, you know, this year and we just need to like get our shit together. So none of us having ever done one, we all just got like, um, like what's it called? Card, like boards. Yeah. Poster boards. You know, poster boards. Thank you. Um, we all got poster boards. We got millions of magazines. My mom and auntie both had like scrapbooking, um, like crafts, like little things to tape and cut and put on there. And it was so good. I don't think any of us realized how much we were taking out of like our subconscious and putting onto the board until we finished and we all went around and did like a two minute, like, here's what I put on my board and why. Were there it tears? was so good. There was no tears, but it was all like, like we just figured out so much about ourselves and each other. Yeah. Oh, it that's was fun. so good. I th- I want to do that. I would highly recommend it. Like, I had no clue what I was going to put on my board because I feel like overall I'm relatively happy in life, but I feel at the same time I'm kind of like stagnant and I want some things to be better. I want some things to be different. Um, and the whole point, what you're supposed to do when you vision board is just like flip through these magazines, see what like graphics or words or quotes like speak to you and just cut them out put them on your board and then they kind of end up telling a story like mine was all about what I want my passion in life to be and like how I can translate that into work and still be passionate about it you know yeah and it was just I feel like I had a lot of breakthroughs and not even just me like like Ashley did hers and she, when she was giving her summary at the end was like, okay, wow, this was all about this. Like <laughs> it just, it's just crazy. I never believed in like the whole hype about vision boarding, even though I had never done it. And now I completely do. So vision boards, dream boards, like same thing, right? Same thing pretty much. Yeah. yeah I, Cole and I always talk about doing that and we just never get around to like actually going out and like buying the stuff and getting magazines and stuff. But maybe I'll like make him go with me tonight and we'll go do it because I, we're all, Cole and I are always talking about our future constantly and we're always talking about how we can evolve and grow like within our relationships and ourselves and, um, you know, financially and just like all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're constantly talking about how we want to grow and, and evolve, but actually like physically putting it on a board and being like, and visually looking at it, I think would be like such a, 
an eye opening i eye opening thing to do especially because cole and i both like learn very visually so i think it would be super beneficial to us and i think we will have to do that because that sounds that sounds great to say it was eye-opening is like exactly what it was like i knew i had these thoughts and these desires inside of me but to like put them down and to see them and now to have them on this board that i'm like probably gonna hang in my closet so like i can see it when i get ready every day um i'm really like one of those freaking advocates for vision boards now like i want to tell the world to do a vision board and like I feel like one of the reasons why I was like meh about doing it is because I am too much of a perfectionist sometimes and I was like what if it's not pretty but it just like comes together so well at the end and the things that you learn from it is just completely worth it. I'm so excited. I feel like this like yeah I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it and that makes me so happy that you guys did that and had that like moment with each other that's so special and especially this year because this year's been um shit to say the least it's um such an important thing to be able to look at the future and not just be so stuck in this year and constantly being like well this year all this year's was shitty well this year was shitty and it's like well let's look at the future it's not going to be like this forever um let's see what what's our what are our goals and where um, do we want to get to in the future to make sure we do better from, from now on? Yeah, 100%. I mean, this year is this year, of course, and everyone's just kind of like in a rut because there's nothing we can really do about it or about anything that we wanted to do in our lives. Um, but I, I really feel like inspired to to make changes in my life and to like start getting on the track so that when the world goes back to normal, I can kind of act on it better. Speaking of making changes in your life, um, I just want to throw it out there one more time to fucking vote. (laughs) I love that. I am just like sitting here thinking like, how can I make a good change in my life? Well, a really good change would be to vote for Joe Biden. (laughs) Let's just put that out there. We're not a politics podcast, but if you're voting for Trump, you're voting for racism and bigotry and homophobia and transphobia. And we're not about that. We're just not about that in our lives. We're not about that on our podcast. And we hope that anyone listening isn't about that in their lives. Um, We can agree to disagree on everything else other than human rights. And um, that's about it. So I will ended at that by saying if you want a big change in your life well a big change would be to vote to get up and vote because if you don't vote and the outcome is not what you wanted you can't ever complain you can't even complain for one second of one day because it's up to you to vote so this is the one thing that we have a voice in and um if you want to have a voice from now on then you need to vote you need to get up and vote cole's voting for the first time he's never voted before And I'm so happy and I'm really happy that we're voting in Texas. (laughs) Um, That is really exciting for us to be able to, to do that. So um, that's all I'm going to say with that. And I'm also going to say to go and stream Demi Lovato's commander in chief song, because we agree. 
Yeah. <laughs> because that sums it up a way better than we ever could. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to know our thoughts, listen to Commander in Chief by Tommy Lovato. <laughs> Stream Commander in Chief. That song, like honestly, I love her so much. I'm not like a demi stan like I am for Ari, but for no reason of like her her faults, you know, like she the fact that she can put a song out there when other celebrities are like not talking about politics so they don't want to lose any bit of their fan base. I admire her so much. Exactly. I, yeah, I think that you, you said exactly how I feel too. I have been a Demi stan forever and will always be a Demi stan. Um, and, but there's, yeah, there's some things where I'm like, oh, her music, but I just like, can respect her so much that she came out and was like, I don't care if I lose followers and I lose fans, I don't care. She's like, that's never what my like, um, platform has ever been about. That's never what I've wanted to preach. And I have this platform and I'm going to use it for what I believe in. And I think that for everyone, if you have any type of platform, talk about what you believe in. And I also think it's such like, a like, I don't want to get into politics too much. So I'm really going to end it um, by saying, I think it was always such a taboo thing to be like, I'm vote, I vote Democrat, I vote Republican. These are my views, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think this year more than ever is a time to really be like vocal about it because it shouldn't be taboo and it shouldn't be something that you should be embarrassed to talk about or ashamed to talk about or scared to talk about. And you should be able, you should be able to have a conversation with someone who has opposite views as as you, I'm not saying that you need to like have them in your life, but you should be able to have these like conversations with people because it's really important. You don't know whose mind you might change and you don't know who is on the ledge of deciding and someone that you might change their mind or someone who you might be able to be like, okay, I can understand a little of where you're coming from or something. It does, there doesn't have to be so much hate. I think we should be able to speak for what we believe in without being shit on, on both sides. hundred percent. And I will end it at that. <laughs> just how to get it off our chest because it's really just too important right now not to talk about. Yeah, it's it's so important. So um, I hope everyone is registered and um, either voting early in person or, you know, vote by mail. You've heard it all. You know how to vote. Literally go to any social media platform and you will be able to figure it out. It is very easy. They're making it so easy. Um, okay. So I want to get into our last topic, which is broadly advice because we did get, um, another DM anonymously, um, from a listener. So I'm going to go ahead and read out, um, their question or their advice that they need. And, uh, we're going to talk about that and then finish up with our episode. Okay. Hey broads. I need some advice. I'm going through one of the worst breakups right now, and I'm seriously struggling. We were together for four years and just about to move in together when he freaked out and ended things. I truly just don't know where to go from here or what I'm looking for, but I know you both have been through some type of long-term relationships ending and just kind of want to know where to go from here. (laughs) I mean, I um, like completely empathize with you and I am very sorry for what you're going through. And I think there's nothing really anyone can say that's going to make it necessarily easier other than knowing how many of us like go through the exact same thing. Yeah, it definitely feels like an end of the world type experience and it's not something that you ever wish someone to go through, but 
we can all say that we've been there. Sage and I have been there and it's not easy, but I mean, I think we can just share some tips because she's asking what the hell to do and not thankfully, but we've been there and we can tell her how to get through this. Not like there's a simple way, but some ways that can help. Um, for me, a hundred percent is friends. Mm-hmm. Like talk to your friends. And I feel like there's sometimes a stigma about telling your friends about like the fights that you have in your relationship or, you know, if there's issues you don't want to like, you know, bias them against your boyfriend or whatever, but it's in these moments that then they'll know what you've been through and be able to give you better advice. And I just could not, I could not recommend that enough. You have to go to your friends. You have to have those conversations right now. Yeah. And I think, um, I know it's hard right now. My cat just ran straight into the window. Just thought I would make that straight through the, are you good? Yeah. It's like cross-eyed. Um, so I know right now it's really hard during COVID because I know like when I was going through my breakup, I was like, okay, we're going out, we're going out, we're going out, we're going out like every single night. And it was like, so nice to have that distraction. Um, but you can still totally hang out with your friends and you can wear a mask. You can hang out outside. You can do a barbecue outside, like movie nights, girls nights, like anything just to kind of get your mind off of it because distractions are seriously everything. And I know that might not be like the best advice to be like, distract yourself from your feelings, but the best advice and the most cliche advice is fake it till you make it because it genuinely works. Like just pretend, just pretend for a little and it'll just, eventually you're going to manifest it. Yeah. Just pretend you're fine and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. great. Just pretend you're fine. Um, I know that sounds like so cliche. Um, (laughs) my God, God, he just fell (laughs) hanging from the, the curtains. Um, and I don't like that might be an, I'm not trying to sound like insensitive at all. Um, but really just faking it till you make it because you really will manifest yourself into something better. And I think the best place that you can be is just completely indifferent towards your ex, because I know that's kind of like where Erica and I are at, where it's, it's, there's legitimately no hard feelings anymore. And it takes a really long time to get to that spot. It takes a long time to get past the, like, I miss you, or I hate you, or I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but just getting to that like point of indifference of like, I genuinely wish you the best and you can, um, really feel comfortable in the fact that like you, it's what's best for both of you and everything happens for a reason, one bajillion percent. And I've gotten to the point I know where it's like, I'm thankful for past relationships and I'm thankful that they happened and thankful that they ended because I would never appreciate where I am now if it wasn't for those past relationships and you will 100% get to that point. It's so thank you next. I can't, I have to say it. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's totally thank you next because, and yeah, it is like you just will get to that point where you're like, I'm thankful for every person that's come in and out of my life, like friendships, relationships, everything. Um, so you will 100% get to that point. And I will also say the fact that you were almost moving in together, but didn't move in together is the biggest blessing in disguise that I've ever heard. hundred percent. I was going to say that next. Like 
coming from experience, like my ex, it was like about to be like a more serious situation and it just abruptly ended like kind of the similar way. Um, and at the time you think like, what the fuck? We had all of these plans. We were going to do it. And then it ended in time. You're going to be like, that was the, that was the best thing. Imagine if you're going to move in and combine all of your things, get rid of other things and a few weeks in, and then he freaks out. Like the fact that he did it now is literally a blessing in disguise. 100%. So just think of it like that. Like, thank you, God, that I did not jump into this and commit to something that was like, would have been the biggest shit show to get out of. And you would have been so unhappy. Um, in the long run. And also I will always recommend to people to live with your SO before you guys get married or move on to like whatever next step it is. And I know that is a very untraditional way of thinking, but I think it's so important to at least if wait until you're engaged then if you want. Um, but I would never wait until I was actually married to someone to like physically live with them and share everything with them because it's, it just changes a relationship from like zero to a million. Honestly, like you learn so much about your partner when you live with them and it can be a deal breaker or it can be like something that's totally fine. And you're like, okay, for sure. I can imagine and see a life with this person, but I cannot imagine that if I was like still like living at home or living on my own and not with them, like it's like, it's like a test run basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Anon, we love you and we're totally here for you and we completely understand where, um, you are coming from and we understand every emotion that you're feeling and know that every emotion that you're feeling and going to feel is completely normal. It's literally grieving. You're grieving a person that you were seriously addicted to. Like it, it is, uh, you have to wean yourself off of that person. Um, and just know that the right person um, is around the corner 100%. The right situation, the right everything is just around the corner waiting for you. Just got to hold on and um, know that it's coming for you and that this is uh, this was the right move for you. Yeah, so grab your friends, grab your wine, cry it out, dance it out, laugh it out, scream it out, and then move on because that's obviously what was supposed to happen. Exactly. Um, so if you guys ever have any other, um, things that you want us to talk about, any advice, any questions, any topics that you want us to talk about, always we'll keep it anonymous. If you'd like us to, um, send us a message, Erica will, um, hit you with all of our socials. So you know where you can always contact us. Yes. So our Instagram is at balance broads pod. Twitter is at balance broads. Sage is at sage with two A's. I am at erica.kl. Um, you can always email us if that is what you prefer. It's balancedbroads at gmail. And I think that that is everything. Yeah, that's everything, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Balance Broads. We um, will see you next week. And I'm going to really try. I'm going to just like say it on here. But I'm going to really try to get a bonus episode in this week with someone. Because um, I know Eric and I have been talking about trying to do that more often. Because you guys liked when we had like other guests and other co-hosts on here. So I'm going to try to get a bonus episode in. Um, maybe with Cole or with my mom by next episode. We just have to manifest it, put it on the vision board, and it will come true.
Exactly. So go vision board, go talk to your friends um, and go vote. And we will see you next week, broads. Bye. Bye. Bye.